Bokertov, we have the Zechut in our Navi class in the morning, post Tfilah Navi class, to finish the book of Shemuel Bet. So that takes us through Yoshua, Shofetim Shemuel Aleph and Shemuel Bet. How long has it been? Like a couple of years now? Like we've, uh, we've accomplished a lot, Baruch Hashem. I want to thank Moshe Kwanim, Jason Levian, Shelby Akimian for attending and for making the class what it is. And of course, Mikey Levy, who's uh, in Eretz HaKodesh right now. Uh, without them, obviously, the, the class wouldn't happen. But, believe it or not, I think we have like 10 times more listeners than we have attendees because someone reached out to my business email and he said, I'm working on a real estate project and I heard your shiur and I heard that you're in real estate. Do you want to connect? I'm like, what? It's crazy. I mean, I didn't like actually connect with him, but, but I'm just saying it was like, it was like a crazy thing that, that, that that's how many people actually listen that randomly you would find my business email through the shiur. So uh, Baruch Hashem, we're starting Melachim today uh, and God willing through the book of Melachim by finishing the book of Melachim will be, we'll have completed the entire Nevi'im Rishonim, which I see as a, as a very big accomplishment. There's uh, two takeaways that I want to take from the book of Shmuel. And I'm going to use a little bit of time because the tefillah is so short because when there's no tachanun. There are two takeaways that I want to take from the book of Shmuel. One is more on a personal level and one is more of a, of a national thing for Am Yisrael. So, I, I, uh, I've been recently, like I got hooked on a lot of the new songs or, or the, the songs that have been coming out of Israel. And I noticed in a lot of like the live performances by the famous like religious or semi-religious singers, there is some guy playing guitar with long peo in like all of them. Like he does it for like Isha Rebo, for Hanan Ben Ari. He's always the same guy. I'm like, this guy must be a special guitarist if all of the famous, like the top, top, top religious or like Dati light singers are using him as their guitarist. So I look up the I look this guy up and apparently he clearly is famous and the guy is... is his back, so his name is Yaakov Asraf. Anybody ever heard of this guy? Yaakov Asraf. So I, I looked up like an interview with him, just I wanted to know what his backstory is and so on. And he says, whenever he was younger, he was religious. And then he started just giving up on it all. Like he started, he just, he got carried away with doing fun things and he got into drugs and he got into, I don't know, he started clubbing and, and he found that to be more attractive than what, religion had to offer him. So he got carried away and he started going towards those, those things. And then whenever he hits like his 20s or maybe his late teens, his 20s, he starts to really get depressed because he doesn't really have a lot to show for and he's doing a lot of drugs and he's, he's not like building anything, anything good. And along with the depression comes a lot of self-loathing and self-hatred and he starts to hate himself. And he hates himself for who he is. Because he sees himself as a bad guy. He sees himself as a nothing. And then one time, before he goes to the army, he's in a mechina, he's in like a pre-army yeshiva. And he wants to go get like a, like a, a lighter from so one, of the, one of the other rooms. And he goes into the room where they told him that there's a lighter, that so the guy has a lighter. And he sees it's this like, it's this like religious guy who's, I guess he was like Hasidic. He was like a, more of like a chassid type. And he gives him the lighter and he says, come join me. So they spend some time together. And the guy teaches him the following lesson. The guy teaches him, the reason you feel so depressed and the reason you hate yourself so much 
is because you think you identify yourself with your current desires. Meaning, you have all of these desires, these current things, these, this desire to go smoke, or the desire to go do that drug, or the desire to go and go to that club. And because you give in to those desires in the moment, those in the moment desires, you think that you as a person are defined by those in the moment acts, by those temptations. So you're, you see yourself as the person who clubs and the person who dr- does drugs and so on. And he said, don't look at yourself like that. Look at yourself as the person who wants to be better. Because what is a better definition of a person? What is a better way to, to capture a person's essence? Is it the times that they give in to their immediate desires, which is like the, when they can't control their, des- their temptations? Or is it what they're striving to be in the long run? He said, as a human being, you're striving to be something more in the long run. Because you make mistakes in the process, because you, in the process of trying to become something good, you give in to your immediate temptations here and there, doesn't mean that you're a bad person because you gave in to those temptations in the, in the here and now. Because as long as you have the long-term focus of trying to be a better person in the long run, there are going to be mistakes along the way, and those are fine, those are, those are okay. They don't define you as a bad person. And then he says, from this lesson, I started to not see myself as the disgusting bad person who's doing the drugs and stuff like that. I started to see myself as the person who's trying to become better. And if I slip up along the way, it's because I'm human and humans have temptations. But that doesn't define who I am. And he said, this shift, this paradigm shift in my thinking taught me to love myself. And when I loved myself, I was able to come closer to the Torah. I came back to, to Yahadut. I became a happier person and so on. And it was, it's a beautiful story. And I think there's a, there are very true, there's an there's a element of psychology there, I think, which hits home. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because I feel like the Navi, the, the, the whole book of Shemuel, has the same approach to David. If you look at David, we, we can almost, you may be tempted to define his life by this one mistake he made. What was the mistake? He took the wife of another man with Bachelah. And you may want to say, oh, he's a Rashab because he gave in to his immediate temptation. But what does the Navi ta- say about him? The Navi says that he was like the ultimate king of B'nai Israel. Even Shilomo, his son, was not on David's level. Which means the Navi doesn't define David by the one mistake that he makes. It defines David by who he was striving to be. The fact that he was ultimately a good king. Making a mistake along the way, you get your, you get your kapara and you move on. But ultimately, David was a good king. And that's why we look at him as the Mashiach. That's why we look at David as the father of the Mashiach. Not because he was perfect. But because he strove to be good. And that's all that one can ask of a human being. He strove to be good. And it's, the, it's a lesson that you see throughout the book of Shemuel. Where David, throughout the book, he himself has doubts about himself. Because of this sin with Bathsheba. He himself starts to think, am I deserving of this? Maybe my, uh, the rebellion deserves to, to, to win. And at the end of the day, the answer is no, no. But not, just because you sinned once doesn't mean you're a terrible person or a terrible king. In fact, you now become more human. You now become more relatable. And now David becomes like the ultimate person that we all relate to and we read his tehillim and we, we really feel all of the contrition and the sadness in David that he expresses in tehillim. We feel like that's us. We could relate to him now because of that mistake that he made. I thought it was, it's, a, it's a beautiful lesson that goes through the entire book of Shemuel. Now, one final thing. 
in light of the terror attacks that were on Friday, um, there's another lesson at the very end of the book, which is where we're, this Yom is going to lead us. And that is, there is at the last chapter of the book of Shemuel, Shemuel Bet, there's a plague that comes upon Bnei Israel. And the way that the book describes it, 70,000 people of Bnei Israel die in the plague for whatever sin. We don't know what sin. And the plague is about to reach Yerushalayim. And God, the Navi, not God, but God, the Navi, tells David that if you want the plague to stop, you need to go bring a korban in Yerushalayim, in the place where the Beit HaMikdash is going to be, because there's no Beit HaMikdash yet. And David goes to this place, Yerushalayim, and he sees this man named Aravna Hayavusi. Aravna Hayavusi is the owner of the land of the Beit HaMikdash. And he's a Jebusite. He's from one of the seven nations. It's a fascinating exchange between David and Aravna, because in my opinion, it represents exactly the code of conduct that today we should expect of Goyim living in the land of Israel. David comes to Aravna Hayavusi, and what does Aravna say? Does he give David any issues about buying his land? He says, he says to David, please, by all means, take my own cattle and serve them to Adonai. He uses the, the Jewish name for God. He doesn't say Elohim. He says, take them and give, give my cattle to Adonai. And then David says, no, no, no. I, I want to buy the land from you. So Aravna says, okay, if you want to buy the land, take the land. And he sells him the land. And Aravna, throughout the exchange, shows utmost humility before David. He calls David my king. He calls David the king. He's very respectful to David. He's very respectful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Does he keep, do we know of him as keeping all the mitzvot? No, because he's a Jebusite. He's not, he's, he's from the tribe of Yebusi. So he's not a Jewish person. But he has complete respect to the law of Israel. And the Chachamim say this is why he was allowed to remain. Because of the seven nations that were, that there's a mitzvah to kick out of Israel, if they show commitment to the God of Israel, and they show commitment to the mitzvot, not, not, to, not to all the mitzvot of the Torah, but the Sheva mitzvot ben Noach, and they're respectful of the fact that God is the king of Eretz Israel, and they accept that, and they accept the Jewish presence there, then they're allowed to stay. But if they don't, and that's what this man was, you see it in the text that he was so respectful to David, and he gives David the land and sells it to him without any problems. I think one of the mistakes we make today, we make, we make today is we don't have enough confidence in the Torah and in our right to be in Eretz Israel that we're too light-handed when it comes to the goyim that are living there. All of our problems with the Palestinians today in Eretz Israel stem from, in my opinion, the fact that we don't have the confidence that the Torah expects us to have. We should be completely confident that the way of the Torah is good and that we have complete rights to the land. And when we waffle on that idea, and we don't expect complete submission or at least respect from the nations that are living in our land, in our Jewish state, and we say, no, it's not a Jewish state, it's, it's a democratic state. So you could do whatever you want. You could, you, could, uh, you could call for our death and we'll let you sit in our parliament. When we think of dumb things like that, instead of affirming the Jewishness of the, state, of the state of Israel and affirming the fact that God is the king of the land, then we run into all these issues because we let the people have too much power. I think that's another lesson we learned from the end of Shemuel. Uh, Bezar Hashem, please join us for the book of Melachim. Bezar Hashem, we should see much uh, success in all of our personal endeavors. We could learn from David to, to come back from 
even the worst of, of sins and the worst of trials. And Bezar Hashem, Am Yisrael should have much success in the land as well. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.